0: Ever. I'm your host, Dave Busing, the founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com, and today I'll be doing an episode of Best Comics Ever, in which I rank new comic books that I read the previous month, this being last June 2019 through to today recording in mid-july 2019 i'll be ranking them on the best comics of all time list this is the list that is on comicbookherald.com slash the best comics of all time with a hyphen between each word you can find the link of course in the show notes and i will be ranking again i've capped the list at 500 comic book stories i actually have 524 ranked here on the list but i will be capping the list because um it's getting it's getting big and unwieldy and uh some of the stories you know from 501 to 524 i wouldn't actually recommend so i've hit the point now where i can start really you know creating some space between what is just what i've read and what is truly recommended and i think you know honestly we're at the point where i think i'm getting pretty darn close to 500 comics that I would straight up recommend. Now, of course, the exception there is ranked 500th is wanted, which will remain my perpetual last place comic because I don't like it. Uh, Number one, though, on the list is Watchmen. And today I've got about 15 other stories that I'm going to rank, including some really big ones that I've either reread or read as part of my marvelous year which is the Marvel reading podcast that I do with co-host Zach Dean. You can find out more about that at MyMarvelThisYear.com, in which we read through every year of Marvel history chronologically, so getting a lot of Marvel stories on the best comics of all time list for the first time as a result of the reading we're doing in My Marvel This Year. But some big stories that I've got today, we've got both New X-Men, the Grant Morrison Frank Quietly era is going to make it on the list for the first time. I've got Spider-Man, Death of the Stacys, as part of the My Marvelous Year read. I've got Avengers Cree Scroll War. As a part of the My This Year read, and then I've got a whole bunch of 2019 so far favorites. I've been doing best of Marvel so far, best of DC so far this year, and of course just best of 2019 in general, including a lot of big books from Image, Boom Studios, Dynamite Comics. Um, you're going to find a whole suite of those that are going to be making it on the list today as well. So a lot of good comics to talk about. Without further ado. Let's starting into getting into them. First things first, I want to thank everybody on Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash to figure out how you can support the site. I'm doing a whole lot these days over on comicbookherald.com as well as via the new YouTube channel. If you go check out Comic Book Herald on YouTube. And then, of course, here in the podcast, both on Best Comics Ever and My Marvelous Year. Trying to get some positivity. Talking about good comics out in the world. And uh, I enjoy doing it, putting all the reading orders and guides together, and of course, just talking about the comics I'm enjoying. And thank you to everyone who is both participating in conversations around these comics, telling me, you know, if you like the work, and of course, uh, those of you who are supporting and contributing on Patreon, thank you very much as always. All right. With that said, let's start getting into the best comics ever for this month. Uh, first one I'm going to talk about, and this is going to be a tricky one to rank, is New x-men so new x-men is is definitely trickier to rank because it is clearly it's an enormous enormous moment in both marvel x-men and frankly comics history it's a turn of the century series 2001 is when it started it's written by grant morrison you know a comics legend uh he's you know either the it's really like a number one or number two comics writer of all time depending on who you're asking i'm um, at least in the american comic scene and then you have frank quietly on art who teamed with morrison on a number of books like flex metallo um or all-star superman probably most famously but uh he does a lot of the interiors and covers throughout the series not all you know so it's not like a you know two creator type series there are the artists who contribute which is important to note but new x-men runs for I believe it's new x-men number 114 through I'm gonna say number 154 off top of my head so it's a good long run it goes to 2004 and as runs go you know it's inside one of my top 100 favorites of from 1998 to 2015 and it's the modern starting place that i recommend comic book readers you start with the x men um, you know it's kind of it's a clear delineated separation between 90s x men and the new era of X-Men. And frankly, creators are still figuring out how to play in this space with the new ideas that Morrison and Quietly and other collaborators bring forward during this time period. The whole series starts New X-Men 114 to 116 in a story called E is for Extinction, and it begins in enormous, grandiose terms. It uh, delivers the debut of the X-Men villain Cassandra Nova, Charles Xavier's evil twin sister, And uh, she, you know, basically in the first few pages without, frankly, spoiling too much, there's a mass, mass devastation um, that that changes the landscape for mutants and for the world of X-Men. And again, it's one of those series where, you know, every Marvel comic, they want to come into it and say nothing was ever the same and new X-Men actually delivers on that promise it gives us cat looking beast he's changed from the 90s Hank McCoy of the X-Men animated series that probably a lot of people are familiar with as well as Emma Frost as a you know core sort of um, uh, not rejuvenated but you know uh, rehabilitated member of the X-Men so there's a lot of great stuff it really and and I think importantly concentrates on a core lineup here of Professor X Cyclops Wolverine Emma Frost Jean Grey and Beast as well as really getting to the roots of what does it mean for Xaviers to be a school and developing new mutants, um, you know, that are actual students here as well. So characters such as Quentin Quire or Beak. So New X-Men, if you've read it, it it's very, it's surprisingly divisive. Um, I've been, because I like it so much and think it's so fascinating, I've been surprised to learn as I've done, you know, a number of comic reading clubs and talked about it with fans on the site, how... How many readers uh, kind of don't like New X-Men? Uh, you know, I think those who don't enjoy it really don't enjoy it. So in that regard, I see the divisiveness. divisiveness. I still see so many big huge ideas that Morrison quietly and company are playing with here. I think there's also, you know, there's there are these small moments that I had kind of forgotten as I was rereading this somewhat recently in anticipation of House of X and Powers of X uh coming from writer Jonathan Hickman to Marvel in 2019. You know, there are these small like there's a single issue about Zorn, this character that Morrison and, and co-created that is a um of asian descent and he's a, a mutant that seems to have the son basically trapped inside his head he was like a prisoner of the government the x-men free him and he becomes this sort of uh, seemingly peaceful new teacher added to the roster but there's a scene of him just walking through mutant town and basically it's a kind of noirish investigation of a single like child mutant who is on the run from the police And it's excellent and it's heartbreaking. And that's just a single issue in the midst of, you know, some enormous, enormous story arc. So I think New X-Men, I'm not as high on it probably as the biggest fans. You know, it's definitely not my favorite work of Grant Morrison. Uh, That said, the import here is clearly, clearly very high. So where I'm going to start to look on the best comics of all time list is at number 100, I have Animal Man by grant morrison the sort of proto vertigo dc comics work that he wrote there and then at 105 i have another morrison quietly team up uh, as batman and robin so i think there is a good place to start um is new x-men a top 100 series all time for me i again because of the import and because of how much i mean this was this was a formative comic for me as I was getting into Marvel comics because it's the first X-Men story I read, um, kind of after you know diving in and just like really getting my feet wet with Age of Apocalypse and loving the potential there. But it's the first one I read that made me feel like, uh, wow, they're doing some really compelling new things with these characters in in a modern era, and and again, like this is you know the tip of or really like it's building that bridge but again it's it's so compelling i mean i think i like i like what morrison does in animal man with the meta narratives probably more but I, I think at the end of the day new x-men is it's just bigger and i just i i'm an x-men fan i mean something that is done well in the world of mutants is going to stand out to me so I think it's going to go inside the top 100 above Animal Man. If I scroll up, I'm trying to find like what a ceiling might be here. So I've got JLA, Justice League of America by by written by Morrison with art by Howard Porter throughout at number 80 on the list. Do I think New X-Men is better than JLA? I probably do not. JLA is really really great. It's I think pretty easily my favorite Justice League comment. Comic, excuse me, of all time. Um, Okay, I knew this one was going to be hard to rank, and and now we're seeing why. So if I put it below JLA, I think I could pretty easily do that. Actually, I think honestly it probably goes right under JLA because right under that, I've got some kind of smaller scale series like Nowhere Men, the first volume of Bedlam, Six Gun Gorilla, um, Essex County by Jeff Lemire. I've got Lone Wolf and Cub at 82. I'd, I mean, I like New X-Men more. I'd, I need to read more Lone Wolf and Cub. Um, ooh, I've actually got Arkham Asylum by Morrison and Artist Dave McKean at 77. That might just be... we might need to do a couple, a couple changes here. Hmm, because it's looking... if I'm going to say New X-Men isn't as good as JLA, looking above that, I kind of feel like JLA and New X-Men are better than a few of these things. All right, we're going to have to make some changes, changes. Um how high am I going to go with new X-Men? See, this is this is the problem with doing best comics ever like this is you just get to listen to me sweat and and how much internal struggle I have uh making my own list. <laughs> that that is beholden to absolutely no one. Uh, oh boy. Uh, Oh man, this is so hard to rank. I mean, I think it's gotta go. Oh my gosh, this is hard. Alright, I don't like it more than Multiversity. I love Multiversity. That's at 65. And that's Grant Morrison with a wide variety of collaborators on the DC Universe. Okay, so I'm not putting it higher than 65. It's not better than Hellboy. I've got that at 68. At my all-time 69, we have Sex Criminals by Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky, so it literally can't go there. That spot is locked in. Uh, right below that, I've got Batman the Black Mirror, Rat Queens, JLA Illegal One. I mean, I like New X-Men more than all these, so that seems easy. Uh, okay, let's put it right below Sex Criminals, and we're also we're going to do two moves here. Also going to move up jla so we got some shakeups inside the top 100 jla by morrison and porter is going to go in as our new 70 and then i gotta go on down and grab new x-men as the new number 71 all right that was easy right no big deal next on the list i have what was my favorite comic Of 2019, so far, until uh, a five-issue mini kind of came out of nowhere, which I'll get to next. But this is Criminal. It's the return of Criminal by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. It's with Image Comics. And the 2019 series is now five issues deep, uh, maybe six. And it's, it's better than ever. I mean it's it's as good as it's ever been how about that maybe not better than ever but it's definitely as good as it's ever been the real question with criminal is is just do i rank it separately than the existing criminal on the best comics ever list and the more i thought about it uh, the more i'm less inclined to i think as much as you can pick it up and start from here Criminal 2019, I mean, it is referencing characters and sort of crime families that exist in the original sequence of Criminal by Brubaker and Phillips. So I think if anything, I want to look at where I have Criminal on the best comics of all time list, which is number 30 all time on my list. I mean, it's extremely high. And just look at this 2019 and see, does this add enough compelling evidence for me to move Criminal up? On the list now of course because it is so high that is an extremely difficult move to make i mean i could see it moving above epileptic which is right above it i could see it moving above fear agent maybe maybe i can't see it moving above batman year one um so there's i think as the 2019 series continues there's a chance that it could move up a spot or two. But for the time being, I'm gonna leave it at 30. That's a super healthy place for something to be on my list. And let's move to uh, what's next, which is going to be a new series, five-issue mini by Image. Uh, I could it a mini is probably inaccurate. It's Little Bird by Darcy Van Polgeist. I'm sure I butchered that. Uh, it's by Darcy Van polgeist and Ian Bertram. And this, this five issue series is, is, it blew my mind i mean it i really i had been hearing good things about little bird i kind of inherently had some cynicism you know like oh, other people are telling me what to like and therefore i will <laughs> i will inherently resist that to a degree but uh, all that was broken down once i actually started reading little bird i mean it Ian bertram's art right off the bat is is astonishing i mean it just looks absolutely incredible one of the best looking comics of 2019 and of the last several years by far and then you have this world that is built up, it's this unholy mix of religious fundamentalism and, you know, it's it's like theocracy and sort of a dangerous apocalyptic future, but also with some magic and resurrection and, you know, like these really, um, I guess, magical realism. Is the term for it? You have these sort of super-powered beings, but it's it's unclear what the source of their power even is. Um, but more than anything, I mean, this it, it's hard to consolidate into a concise description because the world that this book builds is so smart. I I don't have a grasp on it. You know, I read the five issues. I'm gonna need to read them again to really see what this book is doing. For sure, it's it's quite brilliant. I think again, I mean to. To carve out this much like space in just five issues, I mean, it's the type of comic that makes me look at it and say, I can't believe there's only five issues. I absolutely want to see this go for more and more. So Little Bird's going to go pretty high on the list. Again, I think because of the limited nature of the series, I mean, I think something like A Fearscape, which I put the first volume of five issues at number 113 on the list somewhat recently, it's a vault uh, series. That's a pretty good comp. I think Little Bird's a little bit better than that. Um, How much better is the question? I'd be pretty comfortable putting it right above that. I've got Wickdiv at 112. I've got Orion by Walt Simonson at 111. I'm not sure Little Bird would go above those as of yet. So for the time being, I'm gonna put this as the new number 113 on the list, which is very, very high. Again, anything inside my top 150 right now, is a comic I really highly recommend. That's going to be where Little Bird is going to rank. So I've got a whole bunch more comics that I'll be putting on this list. And again, as always, you can go to comicbookherald.com slash the best comics of all time to see the actual list as it stands. But in the interest of talking about some different stuff um i'm gonna i'm gonna not go off my best of 2019 list here for the next few minutes because i think you can find all those on cbh and see what my picks are and and obviously those are going to do fairly well on the list but lower than little bird at 113 that said i'm going to rank instead one that i don't have quite so high and that is The Avengers Cree skrull War. This is a 70s comic, early 70s, written by Roy Thomas with art by Sal Buscema and Neil Adams. And it's a very famous, very influential book in the Marvel canon that we reread as part of the My Marvelous Year Club, and you can hear all of mine and Zach's thoughts if you go over to the My Marvelous Year podcast, of course. But Avengers Kree-Skrull War, it's not a book that I think really lives up to its reputation as being this enormous, important moment in both Avengers and Marvel Comics history. So it's not going to go super high on my list, and I think that is, I don't know, on one hand, it's a little controversial because this is a book that is hailed as a classic and an important one, but I think you'd like modern readers, I think generally speaking are going to read it and say it was fine i guess you know it's clearly setting some stuff up that's going to be important 30 way more years later um i think the one thing avengers kree scroll war does really well it has enormous ambition you know and it's clearly like there aren't a lot of comics at this point in time and you see this doing a list like like this best comics ever list um that are easily collected by a story name like in a single trade. So Avengers Cree Skrull War is really one of the 70s books that kind of, it starts to do that. You know, you can say like, I'm going to rank the Kree Skrull War in its entirety. And that's a full, complete, collected, you know, story edition because there's six or seven issues to it. And they all, in their own way, connect to tell a story. You know, before this point, you know, the stuff that I've been ranking, like, is its eras or its sort of, its runs, you know, extended work by... Uh, Creators like Stanley and Jack Kirby on Fantastic Four or Stanley and Steve Ditko on Amazing Spider-Man. But it's not, you know, an individual story arc per se. So Kree-Skrull War is uh, ostensibly the Kree invade Earth. Then they get distracted by the Skrull attacking them, starting a war. And throughout all of this, Earth kind of becomes a potential um, battleground. But more than anything, the Avengers have to go into space to to sort of try to put an end to the Korean Skrull, you know, using their planet uh, for their own purposes. It's it's muddled. It's messy. Again, I love the ambition. There's one issue in particular that I love. I think it's... Oh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I think it's Avengers number 93. Um, it's the one where Ant-Man has to go inside the vision to figure out what is wrong with the Android Avenger. That one's great. It's drawn by Neil Adams and looks incredible. Um, but as a whole, Grease Crawl War is kind of average, and I think, I mean, so I'm looking at my list here, 473, I've got Batman The Dark Knight Strikes Again, which is critically reviled, I think is fair to say, this is Frank Miller's return to the Dark Knight series, I had a really fun time reading The Dark Knight Strikes Again, I mean, listen, it's been a long time, and I was pretty early in my comics experience, but I'm fairly confident rereading it, I would still have more fun than if I reread the creed scroll war. So looking down the list, then I don't think it's going to go too far below that. Um, Yeah, maybe not, maybe not any further below that actually. Cause right below that I've got like justice league of America, Superman, Lewis and Clark Titans, the Lazarus contract. I mean, none of these really stand out more than creed scroll war. So that's where I'm going to put it. It's going to be number 474. On the list, this is the Avengers Crease, Scroll War, a classic in the Marvel canon, goes in as my 474th favorite comic book of all time, which, let's face it, doesn't put it too far away from 500 as I add stories. Let's see, I'm at about 20-ish minutes here, I could probably do one more, let's do a big one called War of the Realms, the full event i've ranked and ordered all 60 tie-ins as well as prelude and epilogue material for war of the realms it is now totally and utterly complete and it's my favorite marvel event since 2015's secret wars i think you know i'm looking at the list here i like it more than spider geddon which i've got at 358 on the list which is a good fun event i think the nice thing about war of the realms and i've talked about it elsewhere is it is such a part of of a very good uh Thor run written by Jason Aaron. It's it's just it's a piece of that run that you kind of need to get, you know, closure on everything from Thor God of Thunder on through the Mighty Thor Jane Foster era. Everything that has been in those comics since 2012 is building to this moment in War of the Realms. I think it's not the best Thor story there. I don't think it's as good as God of Thunder. I don't think it's as good as most of the Mighty Thor Jane Foster era, which I've actually got at number 186 on the list. But again, taken as a full event, it's fun. I think one of the trickiest things with event comics is finding uh, that balance between tie-ins that are gratuitous and unnecessary and those that actually add something to the event. I think War of the Realms does a pretty reasonably good job with... Tie-ins, that mostly help. Now, I've ranked a bunch of them, and on the War of the Realms reading order on Comic Herald, you can find, you know, I put whether every tie-in has a purpose. You know, I, I tell you which ones are necessary. It's not a fantastic ratio, but I think it, it and again, Marvel's kind of graded on a, a curve here. You know, I think. their own detriment um because they they have a tendency to throw in tie-ins that don't matter i think dc's gotten really really intriguingly good about this like if you look at metal one of my favorite events that i talk about all the time over on dc it's you know barely over 20 issues total i mean it's tight the tie-ins aren't just all over the place and they are generally relevant world of the realms does not have anywhere near that satisfactory of a of a ratio um, but that said, there, you know, having read them, I don't resent <laughs> the event uh, because it, you know, went crazy with tines or anything. So I'm kind of scrolling through my list and looking for comparable comic book events. Um, I don't have a ton of them because I haven't done a lot of the Marvel ones on this particular list yet. I've got Crisis on Infinite Earths at 3:45. I would much rather read War of the Realms, no doubt about that. I think looking slightly above that, I've got Identity Crisis at 339. I've got Donnie Cates written Venom at 340. I've got the introduction of Captain America's Silver Age ongoing by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby at 341. I think this is the realm of, of pretty fun, pretty good that War of the Realms belongs in. I think I'm going to put it below Die. The Image Comic Series by Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans, which again is only five issues in and, and still going, could get a lot better. And above Skyward, the Joe Henderson and Lee Garbutt Image Comic Series. And that's going to put it at 344 on the list, which is, you know, middle of the list, but not a bad place to be for the full War of the Realms reading experience. So that's going to do it for me today, talking about my favorite comics of all time. Again, I've got more to add to the list here. You can go to CompuCom.com for all the new content we're adding as well as the full best comics of all time list. In the meantime, you know, be looking for more on Best Comics Ever podcast, on the Comic Book Herald YouTube channel, on My Marvelous Year podcast, and of course posting very regularly on ComicBookHerald.com. So thanks everybody for your support. Music for the show is by Anthony Weiss. You can find more of his music at AnthonyWeiss, dot com. Thanks everybody and enjoy the comics.